0: Hello, and welcome to the Everything Publishing Podcast, brought to you by Self Publishing Services, the industry leader in author services and independent publishing. Today you're here with me, Melanie Callahan. I am an award-winning author with two self-published contemporary romance novellas, and I've also spent the last 20 years in the marketing industry, which makes me the marketing director of Self Publishing Services. And I have to say, I agree with my business partner, Danica Winters, that I am super proud of the fact that our company provides outstanding customer service, and really, our bottom-line desire is to be our author's advocates in this very complex industry. If you have any questions, comments, or requests after listening to this podcast, please contact us at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media at SP services. Hello and welcome to the Everything Publishing podcast. You are here with me, Melanie Callahan, the Marketing Director for Self-Publishing Services and...
1: Danica Winters, the Business Director for Self-Publishing Services.
0: And today we wanted to talk a little bit about one of the things that we love. We love the whole publishing industry, no matter what route is right for people. There's always, you know, based on your goals, there's always a good path for you forward. Um, there are some things that we love about indie publishing and self-publishing. And one of those things is how, in a lot of ways, it really levels the playing field, which is a big conversation right now, Um if you look at the hashtag uh, publishing paid me, you can start to get a feel for kind of what traditional publishing, how how that's been structured, at least in terms of who gets the big paychecks. Um, And and that is something that we like about self-publishing is that there's not a lot of mystery around um, how you're getting paid from Amazon or what you can expect to get paid in terms of your royalties that you earn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I can't legally talk about what I get paid from my traditional houses. It's um, contractually silenced. So I I can't remember the right words for that. I'm a wordsmith guys. Um, (laughs) 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 But yeah, I, I can give you some vague numbers and I can give you some vague isms,
0: but other than that, I mean, sorry, which, and that is one of the drawbacks of the traditional publishing industry is that there is a lot of mystery around what can you really expect to earn? What genres. Yeah, are pay I mean, no, we don't
1: want to get fired as authors either. So please, right. I don't want to, I'm not trying to be sneaky. I just like, I like to write for traditional houses. I like to be indie. I like being a hybrid author. So I don't want to compromise that by, by doing anything that would upset them because I love my bosses. So, right. um, yeah. So we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, evening that, that playing field, we have a really dynamic, large, um, diverse field of authors in this world right now. Uh, you know, up to this point and, and still, it is still a luxury profession. I hate to say that. I really do because I would like to be like, no, everybody can write. It is hard to not have some sort of resources behind you in this field. Um, it doesn't have to be a lot, but it is, it is very, very challenging. It's an extra impediment to being successful as an author if you do not have a large budget so um we like to start these with anecdotes and i gotta tell you a little bit about myself whatever um you guys are gonna love me or hate me whatever i i I love you guys so um but the reality of the situation was when i became an author i was very poor (laughs) i know i i I still am poor by the way but um (laughs) I'm older now, so (laughs) (laughs) So you got that (laughs) one. No, just kidding. Um, so I was, but I was very poor. Um, my husband and I, we were new parents. Uh, I think I had maybe no. I was pregnant with my son, and I was on bed rest when I decided I wanted to be an author. And we were in a new house. We had driven to Portland. We came home, and like our pipes had clogged with sediment because our pump went out and it we had to like replumb our whole house. And like, we had like barely two pennies at that point. Um, and I just cried because I'm like, I'm on bed rest. Everything's going wrong. Like nothing's, I mean, we're in debt. I mean, it was crazy guys. And it was like 2008. So not only that, like you have the stock market crash, kind of like what's going on now. You have that going on. And like, job instability and we're like oh my god like I this is crazy and that is the moment I decided I wanted to be a writer how crazy is that <laughs> um so to say I was poor is an understatement I was majorly in debt uh-huh. okay so and terrified beyond measure because of all the things and you're pregnant and just imagine it, ladies if you've ever had a baby you got you know you know yeah. what I'm <laughs> Men, I'm sure you've witnessed the crazy that happens sometimes with pregnant women. Uh, but I was like, you know, I really want to give back. I started writing for parenting magazines. I started writing short um, children's books, short stories, and that led to a career in, in romance and thrillers that I am not now. But just at like that. that. Point, so simple. Yeah. It's just, it was so simple. I mean, I haven't been at this for like a decade or anything. It's been <laughs> fine, but <laughs> good mm-hmm. dude. I got pregnant when I was like 12, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 25 No, Um, so, <laughs> but at that point when I decided to to make the leap after I had my son and and like a couple of years had gone by and I go, okay, children's books are mar- all about marketing. I want the, the, um, challenge of actually writing a full novel and i decided i wanted to be a romance writer there's kind of cool stories in there but like um <laughs> i i went to my first conference or i signed up for my first conference with my writers group and like we were so excited it was emerald city writers conference which is still one of my all time favorite conferences they just opened for registration guys this week and do it do this is an awesome conference they do a great job even with covid go i don't care they are phenomenal women. Um, they're my very, very, some of my favorite people are there. So anyhow, um, but I w- I had never heard of Emerald City Writers Conference. I had zero bandwidth for any of this. I had never even thought I was really going to be a major author. I just was like, okay, I really want to pitch a book. Um, didn't even know how to do that. Didn't know how to write a pitch. Didn't know how to do anything. So I was super green and I didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. So, and cue deer and headlights. Okay. But my friends are like, you have got something. Let's, let's go, let's do it. Like we'll all share a hotel room in Seattle. We'll eat crackers and cheese from Safeway. Like we will low budget this heck out of this and we will, we'll do this together. So I was like, all right. Um, it, like the hotel room, terrified me because it was like three hundred dollars a night but between four people it was still expensive for me that's how that's where I was you know like in in the world and and I know a lot of people are there and have been there and understand what I'm saying like it is when you have children and you have you're in debt or whatever you're like I can't invest in myself I can't afford three hundred dollars in a hotel room you know and um But there are times where you're like, okay, is this really what I want to do? This is really, really, really what I want to do. The best thing I can do is invest in myself. And my husband, thankfully, was super supportive. And he goes, "We can afford five hundred dollars. Like that's to start this business for you, and really get you going in romance. Five hundred bucks." And I like cried because I was like, "Oh my god! Like that is so much money!" And like, I felt so bad. Like I felt like I was taking it out of the household. Um. And I, and it was like, there's no question in my mind, but look where it's, it's taken us to, you know, and having that belief in somebody behind you. Um, but my, my point here is that look what came from $500. Look what came from belief in self and a strong support system. If you guys really want to do this, do not let your finances stop you. There are workarounds period. Right. Um, you're going to have to work harder than the guy that has 10 G's to blow on a Facebook ad. Okay. You're going to have to work a lot harder, point blank, yes. but you can do it. And and the way you do that is by constantly investing in yourself, not just mon- monetarily, but like going to conferences, going to free, using free resources, listening to this podcast will help you because you can learn from, from us. I mean,
0: right. Finding think- a critique group that oh, is going to yeah. give you constructive feedback
1: and indie publishing i mean there's so now to the fun stuff a lot of the time especially when you're a new author you don't have um a lot of money to spend like you're not going to come at a an agent or an editor with a huge platform because you have to invest a lot of money into things like that to get there unfortunately Mm -hmm. So one of the ways you can do this, and by building your author platform, is by self-publishing books. Um, right. Again, it's an investment. It's but it is a great way to start getting your face and your your words read and your face seen. Um,
0: and, and you can do that. You know there are ways to do that on a shoestring budget with your primary investment being your time. And even a lot of us are really you know, time is a, is a, not something that we have a lot of, but if you can even just put aside some time and um, look, it's going to take a lot of research and a lot of work, but figure out, you know, how can I get my cover done really well for a very limited budget? How can I get my, Mm -hmm. you know, and and primarily it's your cover and your editing that are going to be like, if you're really going to shoestring it, those are the two things I would say don't ever skip. Don't ever go to
1: Yeah. Don't ever go cheap on editors. Don't ever go cheap on a cover. It shows you get what you pay for guys.
0: Right. The rest of it, you can do yourself. And what you gain from Mm -hmm. that is a lot of invaluable experience by doing now. Are you always going to want to do your own formatting? No. Can you do it? Yes. What does it take? Time, persistence and attention to detail Um, (laughs) and a lot
1: of research. And and a lot of Kleenexes because you're going to cry yourself to sleep.
0: You are because you go to <laughs> upload it and then you start scrolling through and you're like, where, where is that paragraph break coming ah. from? That shouldn't be there. I don't understand. It's not in my <laughs> doc." Yeah. Anyway, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I do think that that is one of the beautiful things about independent publishing or self publishing through platforms out there like Amazon, like Ingram, like draft to digital um, Barnes and Noble you know they have their own side now too it's amazing because you know exactly what to expect in terms of the financial gain that you will get from that the cut that they're going to take they're very upfront about that and there are no mysteries yeah. so yeah which is totally you know,
1: different from the traditional side of things where like I'm like I can't even talk to you guys like too much about it what I can tell you is that you get paid usually from the big five you get paid quarterly but there's a lag there and like right now with with everything going on i just got an email where they're like hey things aren't working right shocker you know our numbers are off um and they you know you can be mad at them but that's not their fault too i mean there's just so many things that are happening right now that are outside of their controls that i can't be upset like okay let's get through this you know and and but with Amazon and with Draft2Digital and Barnes Noble and Apple and Google and all the different platforms you can be on, I'm going to talk about draft digital because we're partnered with Draft2Digital and I love them.
0: Oh, and um, also talk about amazing resources. They're oh, a tremendous company so, to partner and with.
1: And their customer service is beyond, they're, they're just amazing because you can call them and they will answer the phone and it's like, oh my God, or, or they they'll call you back in five minutes. It's just awesome.
0: And I so, feel like one of the reasons we're partnered with them is because they align really well with our goal, which is basically to just help people get their products out into the world. Just- Yeah, here, and, here. and whatever
1: vision they have. Like, that's the amazing thing I'm super proud of. Like, we, we talked about this in other podcasts, but like, where you can do cross media and you can share resources and you can do anthologies and you can do all these different amazing things that in um, traditionally you just kind of are limited- and you are 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 not allowed to do legally or whatever, you know. Well, legally you shouldn't do it yourself either, but you know what I mean. Um, so anyhow, so draft to digital, if you look at their sales page, after you've put your book up, you've published it, you can almost see to the minute your book sales. It's amazing. It's actually a 24 hour leg, but like, so if you do an ad, let's say on writers or on uh, goodreads let's say you run a goodreads ad and you go okay i spent a hundred dollars and you look at the return on investment your roi um from that ad you can actually click into draft digital and goes was the money worth it um and sometimes you can it depends on what your goal with your ad is and you need to know that before you put that ad out and what kind of copy and all the stuff that goes with that but like if your goal is to sell books did you make your money back so should you write that ad and do that ad that way again yes or no mm-hmm. and and that's a, that's something you don't get with traditional like you don't you can kind of guess cuz your sales rankings but there's so many platforms and they're distributed all over the place like it's really hard to follow you know did somebody talk about your book or was it because of your marketing you know and and so um, especially when you get up into the, like the top 1000 books on amazon like it is really hard to see where your your um budget is going your advertising budget is going so and if it was worth it right um yeah but and I love those resources on the indie side and one of the cool things that I'm always like in Mel you say it best it's nimble you know Mm -hmm. one of the things you can adjust is your keywords your metadata your categories like you can go in there and and flip things around kind of and you want to stay in your lane You know, if you're writing mysteries, mystery, but like, don't make it an erotic thing. You know, you stay within your category, but, um, you have that flexibility that you don't have in traditional,
0: right. You can react to the changing trends within the industry and take advantage of those and just really make that part of your regular, you know, Okay once a month or whatever, I'm going to go in and just double check that all of my metadata is correct. And I don't know if month, once a month is really necessary, but definitely there are just changing trends that you can be on top of and you're not mm-hmm. having to battle, you know, all it takes is kind of the bootstrap mentality. And if I can educate myself on these, these things that let's be quite honest, some of them are just going to suck. And mm-hmm. you're just going to have to do it yourself. And then hopefully you get to a point where it's like, all right, now I've earned my way to this level where I can start outsourcing this, where I can start to having somebody else handle these things. I don't have to do them anymore. Um, and that, that to me is one of the most amazing things about indie publishing is that yeah, you learn so much so fast and you're really mm-hmm. in control of your destiny. I mean to a certain extent, but you know.
1: And if you have the budget and you don't want to learn stuff, if you just want to be like here's the book. There's people that we're here. You know, we can right? we can upload it for you. We can hit publish for you. We can do everything. Right. I mean there's yeah. times where we've even set up like people's um accounts. You <laughs> know, that's funny, but uh-huh. Amazon probably doesn't want to know that, but um, <laughs> legitimately, like, they're like, Hey, I don't know how to run my computer. Like, okay, well, we'll do that for you. And um, which makes me want to touch on something really quick. We don't take royalties. Oh, so yeah, people right. understand how our business model is set up. We are pro author a hundred percent. So that was the reason the company was created and why we've been successful is like, we, we aren't in it for ourselves. We aren't in it to make stockholders happy. We are in this to help authors, period.
0: Right. To get your any rights. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that's something that we talk to people about regularly too, is like, be very, very cautious. If you're not going with a traditional publisher and their business model is to take your rights in exchange, there's a monetary exchange there. And that's how that has always worked. And that is great. If that's the route that works for you. Awesome. If it's not, and you want to be an indie author, if you want to self-publish, be very, and make very money. careful and make money. Like you should, as an indie author, never be giving your rights to people. There are no circumstances in which I can think that it makes sense to give your rights away as a self-published author. Um, no,
1: no. And there's so many companies out there that are trying to do that to people and, it is absolutely scammy. It's terrible. terrible. I hate it. There's no reason they need to be doing that at this point. Um, And I wish that business model would die to be honest, but people are desperate. Authors are desperate to get their voices out and they don't know that there's another way. And and so hopefully you guys, if you meet authors that are beginning and they tell you, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm self-publishing, but I'm only, taking 10% royalties be like, take them by the collar and shake them for me. And then <laughs> my direction, and Okay. Because that is unacceptable. Like you should be making money from your writing. You should be growing as an author of every single book. Um, and, and we want to help you do that however we can. Right.
0: Right. And if somebody tells you that, um, they're going to be published by a pub- publishing company and they had to pay for the privilege of being published by this company, then like upfront, then you say, oh,
1: then you shake them.
0: <laughs> please, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please don't
1: i mean some of those some of those um companies i i won't use the name mm. but there's an l and then there's some use um <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows what i'm talking about i swear no. um, so what they do is like they have a pay structure where you're like okay it's 10 g's to to uh, publish a book which is astronomical in my mind um right. And then we're going to give you ten percent royalties, twenty five percent royalties. It is just crazy. So you're you're paying them, and then they're taking all your royalties too. That is just out of this world to me. Like that is so wrong and so predatory. So um, we going back to staying in your lane. I I kind of hate that saying. I have to say I have to
0: <laughs>
1: put a pin in that because like I, um, I hate when people tell me that
0: because <laughs> right. I'm like want to do all the
1: things um but so in traditional publishing versus indie publishing you're kind of going to get that feeling all the time like and we've we've touched on this a little bit like you have to fit in the box like you have to stay in your lane you have to do what is the industry standard to be picked up like you were talking about the girl it's like it does like a mystery with historical with songs and i'm like she wouldn't get picked up um She would, like I said, that's like one of those ones that is like, okay, she didn't stay in her lane, so she's never gonna, she's never gonna make it. You don't have to play by house rules in indie, and um, you're not limited in indie. And so I hate, I hate to talk about this. It's super controversial, but um, it needs to be talked about uh, with the Black Lives Matter stuff, Um, right? uh, So I don't feel super comfortable about talking about this, but, but again, we need to have this conversation. So. In the RWA, uh, there was a major backlash because of racism and because of bigotry. RWA, trade. RWA it,
0: is Romance, romance writers, writers of America, which is the industry uh, uh, membership organization, kind of. Yeah, it's a
1: professional organization for Romance Writers of America. It's a, it was a huge organization. I mean, like ten 000 to fifteen thousand members at any one year. I think they. Have that this year, if not more, last more members. So, but it was a great organization in the fact that like it legally covered authors um, from being taken advantage of by publishers. So, from like a total business standpoint, um, we need them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: from an emotional standpoint, they were doing a lot of stuff wrong, um, and whatever. I, 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 it's. I'm not going to touch on that a whole lot, but these things happen and unfortunately, and, um, it it is changing and I'm so glad to see that it's changing. But with that, a lot of, um, black authors and friends of mine that, who are, um, authors of color, they're like, we can't get published. Like we can't, our voices aren't being heard. And that sucks. And my friends that are gay, LGBTQ AI, they're, they're like, hey, man, like I can't get a book out there. I can't, and if they did get a book out there, nobody's buying their books, or they're getting second tier um, publishing and and very little
0: support behind yeah, any
1: of their. I feel so bad because, like, we are privileged um, being white, and mm-hmm. we are lucky that we don't have to combat the things that they have to combat. And um, so, again, going back now from traditional to indie with indie, none of that matters. Like you can do and be you and you don't have to stay in your lane. You know, whatever that lane is like, I'm not likening that to color. I'm not liking that to gender. I'm not liking that to sexual orientation. I'm just saying anything you want to do in your life. If you want to write about gay dragons, I don't care. Do it. Like (laughs) there is somebody out there that will want to read it. And that is, Jack Tingle does a great job. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so David Slayton is a friend of mine. He is my sparkle sister. He's my gay brother. I love him. He's just (laughs) cool as shit. Um, we had the same agent for a while and he was like, my stuff isn't selling. And he's like, what should I do? And we kind of had this kind of heart to heart like five years ago. And I was like, buddy, like, I am so sorry that that market isn't strong. And I wish I could change that for you. And he's like, well, should I go? And I write regular romantic suspense or whatever. And I was like, you know, maybe I'm like, and I hate to say that, but like, if there's more doors open there, then do it. Now my answer today would be totally different Mm -hmm. because the market's changed and we have so many, like indie publishing is big. And so I'm like, David, do it, do it. Be who is authentically you. Because if you try to do something that doesn't match, who you are inside, it's going to show. And then readers are not going to enjoy it. I mean, we're as a reader myself, like I want to see the true person that is writing this book. I want to hear their voice. I want to feel like I'm their friend, you know, right. at the end of the day. And, and that is what makes a good book to me. I mean, I, I love a good story too, but like, if I can laugh and you could make me feel things, then we are, work awesome. And so you need cool. to be authentically you.
0: And I think, too, that another part of that, like on the flip side of that, is that for so long, indie publishing or uh, traditional publishing has dictated these are the categories. This is the type of book that we are going to put out into the world. So in David's case, you know, he's and and here's the amazing thing about humanity is no matter what you are interested in, no matter what um, thoughts you've had, you're not alone there is inevitably no. somebody else who is going to have that same interest who is going mm-hmm. to be interested in what you have to say and so mm-hmm. indie publishing allows you to create these categories that people may not have known they wanted but once they exist then they want it you know i think well, you can it can
1: create it. new categories i mean right. taking the categories that are already there like he writes mail mail and I love Mail Mail. I think it's actually kind of fun to read. Like it's, it's 10 quirky. Years
0: ago, none of that existed, you know, well, like it, Mail was, was, it was kind so of cool. in that,
1: like, remember the old video stores where like you had to go to the back room, like Mail right. Mail was back room reading and like, it doesn't have to be, and it shouldn't be. And, and anymore it's not, you know, right. and I think that's great. And I want to see more of that. And I want to see, um, you know, mixed racial couples on the covers of books. And I want right. to see, you know what I mean? Like, I am so proud that as a company, we can do that. Like we don't right. have to play the games that we don't have stockholders. Like we get to do right. what we want. We get to make a difference in the world in a po- and change media in a way that, um, will influence future generations. Like I want right. my kids to read, mixed racial couples, I want same gender, like, I want them to, to have um, knowledge of all of that and be indoctrinated into the culture that really is America, or the world, you know, I mean, depends on where we're publishing, but um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm so proud that our company's doing this.
0: Yeah, I, I feel really strongly that um, indie authors are going to kind of lead this charge of being of, like, I hate to use the word normalizing, but kind of making these mainstream a thing like making them accessible to people and and at the same time then the authors that are putting those things out there are paid in a way that is uh level reflective yeah reflective it's not you know that was really hard is to go look at that list of publishing paid me and start to kind of see the the patterns that are clearly out there, and yeah. I, I do love that about draft to digital. You know, you know exactly what you're getting paid, and it doesn't change depending on the name that's signed on the contract, right? It doesn't change yeah. depending on who's associated with that title. Um, yeah,
1: if you're she, they, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, right? The you,
0: is the pay is the pay. Um, yeah, and
1: that's what that's what it should be. So. Right back to david i gotta tell you his book is coming out um he did a mail mail it is called white trash warlock it comes out october 13th.
0: <laughs> oh i uh,
1: that's amazing yeah he's, I'm telling you, he's a hoot. I love him. He's just so funny and just a, a genuinely nice person. And so, yeah, but you got, you got to check out his book and it, it did end up selling to a traditional house. So I'm super proud of him. Um, he worked with Leslie Sabga. She's phenomenal. I'm going to keep touting them because they're just uh, the Seymour agency, because they're just great. If, um, if you're an author of color, if you're an author, um, who's non-binary, it, you know, um uh, one of the greatest agents out there, in addition to the Seymour agency, because they're my very, very favorite, um, is Saritza Hernandez of the Coviciero Agency. Yeah. Um, she does a great job of of selling fresh, um, kind of out of the box mainstream mm-hmm. becoming mainstream diversity. So yeah. I love it. And I support her wholeheartedly and um yeah. So, if you guys need right. some more ideas about who to submit to, if you guys want to, don't don't come at me. I I, I know everything's controversial, and we're working uh, off, off off here, guys. So don't and, be too hard
0: on us. I mean, that's the thing is that these conversations are hard to have for us as you know white middle class American women. In a you know, my personal experience has been my life has been very homogeneous i've lived in rural america my whole life very little diversity there um and so it is hard for me to enter into these conversations and feel like anything that i say um is the right thing or but but know that the intention is there that the
1: yeah and and we try to research and do outreach and talk to our black friends we talk we talk to my friends my brother's indian like we talk we talk to many cultures many genders um many relationship styles i mean we try to be educated as much as we can because we want to support everybody we are built on love and supporting authors in every facet and so just just know
0: that yeah we're trying we have the pleasure of working with authors across a great um i don't know across the spectrum color race whatever gender diverse any of that diverse Diverse. yeah and which is an awesome opportunity for us since you know for myself my own personal background has been a little bit um you know homogenous like I said (laughs) so (laughs) it's great to it's great to meet people who are different than me and know their their backgrounds and appreciate their voices and be able to be part of getting their story out to the world we love that and something bigger to, yeah yeah
1: and right. so of- so Mel, I have a, a modern family do you know that yeah I like so my brothers my I have two Indian brothers um I have two Caucasian brothers um I I have two Native American sisters like because I like my parents are divorced like everybody got cross married I, it's just crazy like right and so um but then my my Indian brother married a Korean girl so they speak Punjabi and Korean in the household and they live awesome. in Texas which is awesome and then my, <laughs> so then my sister my brother married a, um, a girl from Mexico so they speak Spanish and English in the household
0: that's awesome and then
1: my other brother speaks Farsi and Arabic and English in the household like so in my world like it is so diverse and like just linguistically even diverse and and then you know we have it's just it's awesome and all the kids and um my niece is her they so she and I have a lot of great conversations and you know it's it's so much fun like I love this diverse amazing America that we live in right now and and I want to help everyone
0: right yeah Yeah. I'm I'm with you I think that we like to do what we can do for anybody who has a story and there are a lot of stories out there so we're happy to help um, in whatever way we can whether that's us working with you to get your story out whether that's us helping connect you with the right agent or editor um, giving you help with putting together a submission package um, you know or or even just talking to you for an hour on the phone about what's your goal you know yeah Um, yeah those are things that, and, and goals can, like, I think we started this story talking about when you're, when you're pinched for money, um, that's totally understandable. And we would hate to see somebody let that hold them back from pursuing a dream. And so we just, whatever we can do to help, we're here.
1: But know that we are here for you. Our, our mission has always been to help authors. Um, and so we're here to help you or if you, um, want to give us some resources that we can further educate ourselves, throw it in the comment section. We'll be happy and and grateful to um, hear your perspective. And thank you guys so much.
0: We will talk to you next week. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.
1: If you have enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to reach out to self-publishing services at gmail.com or find us on any of the social media platforms at sp services or contact danica winters at danica winters on social media we look forward to hearing from you and we look forward to bringing you many more episodes all about everything publishing